Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Speaking Plain English. Happy Saturday. Um, I am your host, Roberta. And today we are going to have, um, we're going to have, I'm going to make this short. <laughs> and the only reason why I'm making this short is because I'm exhausted, y'all. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it all the way 100 with you. I'm tired, but um, in the name of consistency and in the name of what it is that we are discussing today, I just had to push forward. So I wanted to discuss with everybody um, or take a moment to discuss that even though, yes, this is what um, the United States deems as Black History Month, I want to make it very clear that Black is forever. We understand, okay? And um, yes, we have our, you know, the history that we have and we have all of these great leaders and um, those who um, contribute, those who are Black who contribute to pretty much our everyday lives that um, people may not even realize, you know, are important. That If we were not here, and then we wouldn't have things such as our cell phones, things such as the ironing board, peanut butter, the street light, you know what I mean? The car engines. There's so many different things that we um, enjoy and that we take advantage of day by day that we don't even realize was somebody that was, it was invented by a black great. So because of, um, I don't, what I don't want to do is I don't want to make it so that um, those who are, you know, who we know in history and we learn in school as, you know, Black history leaders, such as Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Rosa Parks and Katherine Johnson, we definitely want to honor those, honor them. And in addition to that, what I want us to be able to do is to do something that will honor our black greats. And the way that we can do that is by supporting each other. For those allies of ours who say, oh, we stand with you and we're devastated by, you know, all the racism that is being shown um, day by day. Great, you know how you can help? <laughs> Support one of us. Like there are so many different, um, businesses that and I'm, I'm so glad to see that lately um i want to say it's i want to say that it's actually started this is something that i've been wanting to do for the longest anyway and i have been working towards doing anyway but um i think that it's amazing how um a lot of us even have decided you know what i'm going to shop black i'm going to go um and find purposefully intentionally find a black owned business, not just a black run, but a black owned business and support them and give them our dollars. Because let's be honest, um, there are so many other cultures that do so intentionally, like so many others. And I hate when people say things like black people can't get along and we can't, you know, support each other. And we are always, um, you know, at odds with each other. That's, I mean, yes, there is that, but there's, there's that everywhere. But what I want to do is I want to make sure that we um, are, and you know, that we have a good idea and we grasp what we can do and what we should do, um, or, you know, what is a good idea to do to make sure that Black history is continuing. And I mean, I even have some in my own family that um, 
I'm very, very proud of. Like my cousin, actually, my cousin, um, Thomas Johnson Fourth, he actually wrote a book recently, and I want, I wish, I wanted to get him on today, um, but I guess I was too late <laughs> because there are some other people that snatched him up first. But I wanted to get him on today. He has a book on Amazon um, called Black on Wall Street or Black on the Wall. Sorry, Black on the Wall, and it is, um, it's a book that is about. Cause he, as well as his father, who was also my cousin, my, um, one of my cousins, um, who actually passed during COVID, um, that were the first, actually the first blacks to be on the floor, um, of wall street. And they were the first father and son duo actually. And in addition to that, my own father was actually one of the first to be, you know, in, as a part of that as well. Cause as, as my, um, my cousin, you know, learned. And he started out as just a runner, um, you know, the gopher guy, you know, like we send you to go for this and go for, go for coffee and go for lunch. And you know what I mean? Things like that, go for the mail. But he started to, um, he actually was able to get in him and my father both were able to get in with some of the guys that were on the floor and they actually worked on the wall street floor on uh, the floor of wall street. And that's something that back then was never heard of. And so they, you know, those, I'm a shout out to my own cousins who made history. And um, I want you guys to go check that book out. It's called Black on Wall Street by Thomas Johnson IV. Um, in addition to that, there are, I mean, some people that are still like, I'm so proud of, I love, I want to say that there are some pages that I have um, been seeing. Um, so like on Instagram, like We Buy Black. I love that. I mean, there's different ways that you can, you know, that that we can intentionally um, find and seek out companies, Black-owned companies and Black-owned businesses. And where there may be people that are like, well, why does it have to be Black-owned? Why does it have to be this? Why can't we just support everybody? Because let's be honest, let's keep it all the way real. To be perfectly honest and to just be blunt, it's harder for us to make it intentionally. And that's how it's intended to be. Unfortunately, things are, we are scrutinized more when it comes to um, having businesses and things like that. I'm going to tell you what I've experienced um, personally that lets me know that the odds are not even for us. Um, let's, I want to start with when I was younger. So I was born in Long Island City, Queens. Shout out to Long Island City. Um, I went from there. After there, um, I went to another school in the Bronx. I went from there. I was there for first, kindergarten through first grade. Second and third grade, I was in the school in Parkchester in the Bronx. And fourth grade, I actually moved upstate to Ulster County. And I will never forget, there was a teacher in that school that, um, he was my fourth grade teacher. His name was Mr. Thompson. Look at my cousin. I wasn't born in Long Island, Aaliyah. I was born in Long Island City. Completely different. Completely different. Um, so, yes, <laughs> Long Island and Long Island City are two different things. Long Island City was in Queens. But, um... The difference was when I went to, when I moved upstate um, to Ulster County, 
I went to, um, in fourth grade, there was a teacher, his name was Mr. Thompson. Never forget this man. Never forget him because of how negative an of an impact he had on me. Um, this man, white, um, actually to be perfectly honest with you, in all of my education, I have never had a black instructor, ever. That's weird. And I'm 40 <laughs> and I've done some college and I have never, ever, 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 ever had a black instructor. I think, yeah, because I told you, I think I did tell you about this. So I was in fourth grade and I remember in the beginning of the year, they were going over some math and it was reviewed for everybody else, but I was just learning it. So he literally made a mockery out of me. And what he did was like, he would make fun of me in front of the entire class. And he'd be like, what's wrong with you? Are you stupid? Where did you come from? Um, this is just supposed to be like, he honestly did this in front of the entire class. Like, what's wrong with you? You're supposed to know this, where you come from, you know, all of that. And he made me cry every day and just made me feel like I was so dumb and so stupid because I did not know um, what they, you know, what they were reviewing as, you know, something that they learned from last year, just to kind of refresh them. I was just learning. So <laughs> it didn't hit me then. I'm going to tell you when it actually hit me, but that's just the first example that in retrospect, I think back to, okay, so I see why this was like this. So long story short, let's fast forward some years to, um, what year was it? My daughter was born in 2012. So um, when I had my daughter for a little while, we, um, we moved, we were back in the Bronx. We lived in the Bronx for a little bit. Then we went to kindergarten. My daughter, my daughter was in pre-K. I'm sorry. This is when they first started pre-K for all. So my daughter went to kindergarten, pre-K. I'm sorry. She went to pre-K in the Bronx in a, um, actually a private Christian, Christian school. It was a charter school. It wasn't a private school. It was a charter school, but it was a Christian school. And she did well. You know, she did very well. And they really thought that she was very, very, um, you know, advanced. So the babies are smart. They really are. So what they decided that they wanted to do was, you know, they gave us the option of um, putting in her into a gifted and talented program. And being that we were planning on moving up back upstate to uh, Orange County, either Orange or Westchester County, which wherever, um, whichever one we were trying to decide. We knew that by the time she got to kindergarten, we weren't, she wasn't going to be in the school anymore. So we decided not to even look for a gifted and talented school for her for the following year. But what I decided to do instead was, you know what? I think I'm going to go look for a gifted and talented school, a, you know, GAT, look for one of those up north so that that way we can, you know, have her tested for it there. When I tell you I couldn't find one, anywhere. And then I realized the reason why I could not find a gifted and talented school up in the um, outside of the boroughs is because what they considered in the city gifted and talented was the standard upstate. And when I tell you that, when I had that realization, that made me so upset. And to this day, I honestly still want to, and I'm going to do an episode one day. I have to, I want to find some teachers and um, even some board of education officials to talk to about that because that makes absolutely no sense. Nope. 
it makes perfect sense. <laughs> Actually, it makes perfect sense for what it is that they're trying to do. So that whole thing with, you know, segregating schools is still alive and well, and they're just hiding it now by where, you know, the, that, where the quality of education depends on your zip code and this, that, and the third. So things like that is why I'm so, like, I honestly feel like we need to be represented everywhere. Like we need to have our own representation in, um, well, that's one of the reasons, I'm sorry, why I'm, I'm, I'm going all over the place because I'm tired. <laughs> I told y'all. But that's one of the reasons why I keep saying that um, we don't have it even. We don't have it the sim we don't have it simple. You know what I mean? We don't have it um, as we don't we're not given opportunities as even as equally as everybody else is. Like if you think about it, um, some people may even say like I don't want to support black businesses because they're they charge so much let me let y'all in on a little secret they charge so much because it costs so much for us to do business i'm going to give you an example i've recently learned how to um one of the things that i do in my business is i help people with llcs and you know to pretty much get their businesses started llc's trademarks and things like that right Leah? She said the same thing for me because when I moved from the city to upstate, they had, see, they had to do kindergarten all over again because the standard is different. Exactly. See, I'm not the only one. But I've noticed something um, when I was part of, and they don't, I don't even know if there's another state that does this because so far it's only been New York State that I've seen do this. But um, as far as what I'm about to say, I do... Um, I help people with, like I said, they're with LLC, you know, getting up, obtaining their LLCs and trademarks and things such as that, you know, helping them with starting their businesses and getting their businesses going. I made one of the things that is required in New York state, um, all over the state is that whenever you, um, you know, you start your LLC, one thing that you have to do is that you have to have um, your, you have to have an announcement published in a um a weekly publication as well as a daily publication for six consecutive weeks and of course that stuff is not free it's not cheap either depending on where you are hear me good so i've done a few like where how you do it and the way that you do it because you may say oh why don't you just go with the cheaper option depending on who where you're living or where your business is that depends on the process so just so you know, like for those who are, I'm going to give you an example of um, what a couple of things that I've done. So for the most part, a lot of them give you daily, I believe it's the daily news, daily publications. Yes, the daily publications are man. There are specific, there's a specific company that you have to use. It's a, a specific publication that you have to use. They don't give you the option. Um, it's this is what you have to use and it has to, because it has to be approved by the state. And in some cases, there's a list. And in some cases, they decide for you, depending on where you are, depending on what, what um, county you're in. And I have found that um, in, I think it was Suffolk County. I believe it was Suffolk County. There was one, there was a publication that they had that was mandatory to be used for the daily and to run it was 
400 and something dollars. And then there's a few that you can actually use for weekly. There's, they give you a list of where you can go for weekly. Um, for a client that I had, we found him one that was $50 for the entire six weeks for a weekly publication. Okay. Now, I did one, I did an LLC in the Bronx. And when I did my first one, I was, when I tell you the way that I was upset, I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't even make any sense here. But you hear what was happening. So in the Bronx, they had, um, they give you a list. Again, matter of fact, they give you a mandatory daily publication that you have to use, that you can't use anybody else or won't be approved. And for this, for them, it was, well, let's start with the weekly. Let's do that. So they gave me a list again, and I went through the list. And for the, the least amount that I could get was um, a publication that was run for six weeks for, I think it was, it was 460 something, I want to say, for the weekly. Y'all ready for this? For the daily publication that was mandatory that they could not get around, it was $744 to have a business in the Bronx. Suffolk County, which is, I mean, maybe depending on where you're coming from, about an hour or so, just an hour north, you can get a weekly publication for 50. Your daily is 400 and something. But because the business is in the Bronx, they want to charge because somebody is trying to better themselves and have their business. And like, do you see how unfair that is? So whenever it, you know, whenever people are, you know, complain about, you know, how we charge so much money, it's because it costs us more. Insurance, <laughs> you know, business insurance costs so much, you know, even like if you put your, your um, zip code in for like your car insurance, even, or whatever you are, it, co it costs more for us to live. And they, the way that they can, they say it's because there's more risk there. Let's see the cycle. There's risk there because of the way that they make everything. You know what I mean? They charge so much for everything, don't want to pay us fairly and give us minimal, you know, like give us very small cramp sizes. And then on top of that, you don't even have everything that you need. Now, it's hard to find I want to say a good grocery store. It's you have to go away to find a good grocery store that has like everything. I went to go find, I'm trying to think of what it was that I found. I mean, they do have grocery stores because you have to have a grocery store around, but there's some, um, I'm trying to think of what it was that I was looking for that I could not find for the life of me, but it was some kind of vegetable or some kind of food that I was trying to buy because I wanted to cook something. You couldn't find it. You could not find it in the store. What's the problem? I believe they are in you. Check, check the room, the other room. I did. Everywhere. Look on the dresser because I saw them. I look on the dresser too. All right. Sorry. <laughs> um. So, what I want us to get into the habit of doing, and then let's let's get into this whole thing. And I'm gonna. I mean. It may not have anything to do with black business. It kind of does, but it doesn't. Because again, people 
say that, you know, our stuff is so expensive, this, that, and the third. But understand this. People pay for what they want to pay for. People do what they want to do when they support who they want to support, regardless. I want to bring to everybody's attention the whole thing. And listen, I'm not knocking Beyonce at all. My thing is I want people to listen to what they say, listen to the language, and hear what you say. You have people that you know who you supposedly are friends with or family or, you know, are close to, or it's just somebody that you know that is a business owner um, or, you know, is a musician, is, is a, you know, does shows or whatever, sells products or sells plates, whatever. You know what I mean? And you want to be upset with how much they charge and you don't want to support them and you want to complain why they charge so much, why this costs so much. But then you see memes all over the place and, you know, TikToks and Instagram posts and everything all over the place that how much people are willing and planning to sell their arm, legs, you know, some blood and semen and eggs and all that stuff for a Beyonce ticket. Thank you. Modeling shows as well. By the way, my cousin is going to be a part of New York Fashion Week. See her for your ticket to go to the show. Thank you very much. This has been my announcement. But this that's my point. That's my point. Like you, those who you know and those who you say that you love and support. And then the thing is, it's not always about monetary. I mean, the if you can, do it. But if you can't, there's always other ways to support people. Share their stuff. That costs absolutely nothing. You know, and when it comes, let me let me give you a little bit of um information when it comes to music okay and this is i mean this is something that i love i love music and i have a lot of people that i know family friends um and friends of friends and fam friends of family you know etc and so on that are excellent musicians and excellent artists um speaking of which my girls jackson avenue jckSn Av Ave, they actually just released their very first video called "I'm So Mad That I, the Name of the Song Leaves Me" because I have the whole song playing in my head. Uh, nothing to lose. That's it. It's called Nothing to Lose. Go check them out on YouTube. It's so dope. And the very end, it 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 touched me and it made me cry. But um, go see my girls. Go see my girls. And those of you who know me, y'all know I will not steer you wrong when it comes to good food and good music. Just saying. But things like that, you know, just sharing things with people and mentioning and sharing their posts and sharing their, um, you know, what they're doing, like telling people about it. Those are ways to support. And as far as music goes, when it comes to artists who actually have their own music, let me tell y'all something that I've learned recently that made me upset as well. <laughs> Man, gotta do something about this. So I was talking to um, a patient at work and I don't know what it was. Oh, she was um, complimenting, like she was saying how she loved how, you know, the music that we were playing at the office. And I told her, you know, that it was the, um, either the X Sirius XM or the Pandora Sade station. And she was just saying how she loves music and she has music playing everywhere. She has playlists for everything. Da, 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 da. So recently I did a little bit of research on, you know, how, how, you know, artists get 
get paid as far as <clears throat> like through streams and things like that. And I want y'all to hear this. Um, where's my laptop? It's in the other one. There is so much that we don't even understand when it comes to music as far as how artists get paid. It's hard, way harder for them now. Way harder, especially for those who are up in the charts and for those who people don't know who are independent. Thank you. I'm going to give y'all some numbers here. Um, first of all, let's start with a stream doesn't count unless it's been played for at least 30 seconds. So keep that in mind. If you, um, <clears throat> if you have a song, like if you're listening to a song, if you're streaming a song and you listen to it for less than 30 seconds, it doesn't even count. Let me see. Um, but I'm going to give y'all. Spotify. Okay. So huh. how much does Spotify pay per stream? Okay. So let's let's start with it's point zero zero three to zero zero five cents. Like see per stream so in order for you let's see all right so for a billion streams no way for okay let's do it like this so if a person gets a hundred thousand streams on spotify they'll get a hundred and forty dollars around $140 in royalties. That's like, cute. for real? <laughs> really? Really? And so that's for Spotify. Let's see how much it is for I use currently, and I'm actually... Okay, let's do Apple. Or iTunes, actually. Let's go iTunes. All right, so how much does iTunes pay per stream? 0.01 cent per stream. Like, come on, really? And that's actually, a that's an improvement. That's much of an improvement, way much of an improvement. You know what I mean? Who else? Let's try Apple Music. Same. Okay. And also, let me see. Amazon. But do you see my point? Like, if you... Like, if you... No! So, it's point zero zero four per play. That's craziness. And title. So I guess that's why a lot of people do their stuff on on Amazon Music, on iTunes. So title is 0 0.013 cents per stream. Okay? So the point here is 
you have to be very, very intentional and you have to like, you have to be very, very intentional with wanting to support your people. Go to their shows. If you can buy their music straight out, that's the part. And these are, these are just streams that we're talking about. So you know how like the free platforms where you don't have to, um, you know, buy a monthly subscription, or if you do buy a monthly subscri subscription to them, seek out the ones that actually pay the artists more. Or, like I said, straight up buy the music from them. You know what I mean? That that makes much of a difference. I'm going to tell you what I do. I actually have a whole playlist that I've dedicated to people that I know. So that I want to make sure that, and I play it every day. I let I put it on shuffle every day. First of all, because their stuff is dope. But second of all, because I want to make sure that I'm supporting my people. Plain and simple. There's a whole, there's a group that we have actually that I'm a part of called the Black Resources Threat. That um what we do is we support each other. You know what I mean? Like anytime we need um anything or we want to find out where we can get it, you know, from one of us first. We have doctors in there. We have musicians in there. We have all kinds of biz other business owners in there. We have um, content creators in there. We have uh, we have so many times, so many people who do so many things. Um, hope y'all. He come. No. He come So yes, that's one thing that we are going to we're we're gonna do better. We're gonna do much better when it comes to supporting ours because we do we're amazing. Like we are an amazing people. And I have to go handle some things. So we're done for today. Y'all have an absolutely wonderful, awesome, awesome afternoon. Um again, support as many black owned businesses as you possibly can. Find somebody. And no. then what I want you to do is I want you to put, if you are a Black-owned business, um, if you're an art author or artist or, you know, if you have any kind of anything that you're doing that you need people's support for, I want you to comment that. Um, put it in the comments. Put your links down so that we can support you. All righty? Until next time, have a good afternoon. Bye. Thank you.